0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another show. Hope you're doing good, hope you are doing well this morning. It is match day, of course. Arsenal have the opportunity to get into the semi-final now of the League Cup competition if they're able to beat League One opposition Sunderland this evening. Uh, looking forward to the game, looking forward to hopefully seeing plenty of new players and what i mean by that is some opportunities for the youth team patino balligan of course maybe some others to get in uh in and around the first team squad and get their chance in the league cup which would be fantastic to see if you want to check out our preview from yesterday i was joined by uh, alex jones and chris and moss uh, who all joined me to talk ahead of that game gave our kind of desired lineups and more so make sure you do go and check that out we are less than 10 subscribers away from twenty-eight thousand. if you could and you are not already subscribed to the channel please do continue to show the support we do this show every single day at 8 a.m if you're making it part of your morning routine or lunch routine or evening routine wherever you are in the world thank you so much uh, for doing so and thank you for joining me good morning to kaiser and matt and carl and terry in the chat box, we've got Guna0411. We've got back Essex Bloke, Manu, Stevie, Nick. Uh, we've got Richard, James, Jonathan, Mr. Ginger Guna, uh, Liam. We've got uh, uh, Kafumbe joining us from uh, Uganda at 11 a.m. this morning. Uh, Ian's just finished work in Australia. Uh, good to see you in the chat box, mate. Gary Pearson, fella, Andy Love joining us too. crit. Uh, we've got Petru uh, hello, mate. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we've got Stephen. We've got EKK, AV, Dave Lennon. So many more of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, guys, absolute pleasure to have you in the chat box. Without further ado, let's invite you over to the Arsenal way. We'll be doing, uh, or they'll, the guys will be doing a show at 9.30am this morning. I will be live on the channel straight after the game tonight for our match reaction show. There won't be a show straight after the game on this channel, because I'm working this evening. Um, But there will be, uh, I will be doing the live show after the game over on the Arsenal way, probably around 20 minutes after the final whistle. So make sure that you tune in for that. Um, And not only that, but tomorrow morning, I'll be doing the breakdown on this channel from my personal perspective, a solo perspective on the game. Um, But tonight, uh, I think I'll be joined by Chris or Bailey, one of the two, uh, to talk about the game um, in a bit more detail. so I do look forward to that. Our first story, however, revolves around the FA Cup because there is no replays set to take place this year in the competition uh, because of the situation with the pandemic. Uh, the FA have decided that they are not going to do any replays to avoid any further fixture congestion. That makes sense. Uh, It's not the best thing for teams further down the table who could therefore miss out on some financial gains from playing, you know, if they're able to earn a replay, they can get another fixture. They can um, earn more money through gate receipts and stuff. However, if there is a a short-term or a long-term lockdown, that may not even affect them in any way. For Arsenal, it's going to be a positive if we're able to um, go through with as less faff as possible. We have Nottingham Forest early in the new year. I'm hoping to actually get to that game. Um, or rather that's the plan so the the opportunities available to Arsenal to go through in this competition are obviously bigger than that of other teams because we don't have European football to contend with so we can target these cup competitions like we have done the League Cup and hopefully we can make the semi-final of that this season Um, but what I would say is that these the no um, I don't know if it's the same as the Carabao Cup because the Carabao Cup goes straight to penalties I'm not sure if it's that I don't know if we have extra time I need to check that out but um, there is no replays. There still will be no double-legged semi-final either, but that could yet change with the League Cup too. There's at the moment plans for it to be a double-legged semi-final, but there was whispers that that could change to just a one-legged semi-final, which would be much more preferable in the long term. Our first transfer line revolves around Nuno Tavares, who once again, according to ESPN, has been linked with a move to Manchester City. City, of course, without Benjamin Mendy for the foreseeable future. Their only other natural option there is Zinchenko. João Cancelo has been playing there too. But they're looking at Nuno Tavares as a possible option, knowing that he is out of the team most of the time because of the presence of Kieran Tierney, and that a move to Manchester City would certainly um, interest him. Without a shadow of a doubt, I wouldn't blame him for being interested in a move to the league champions and likely league champions for the rest of the season. Um, but he is a fantastic player and he's proven to be a very, very solid option for Arsenal in their squad this season and fingers crossed we'll continue to do so. We've got him on a long-term contract, we don't need to sell him and if we do sell him, then we need to look to be selling him for a significant profit than what we obviously paid for him in the summer window. It's part of what some teams do, that you do sell players on that you don't necessarily want to. It just means that we would have to reinvest and find another player to replace that cover position for Kieran Tierney. I don't mind it in the long run if we make a lot of money from it, but ideally I would want to keep the player at the club. It is part of being a football team. Buying and selling uh, profits is what's made clubs like Liverpool, etc., as successful as they are. Uh, now, Garth Crooks has labelled Arsenal unbearable. Um, he says he is the most consistent Arsenal player at the club, speaking about the Saka and has been for the last season and a half, and the reason Arsenal find themselves flying high. I can't understand how such an ordinary team keeps getting these results. It's unbearable. Now, Garth, you do seem a little bit upset. Uh, (laughs) I don't know, or rather, can't quite understand why you seem a little bit upset. Um, It might be that you're an ex-Spurs player. That could have something to do with it. But to suggest that Bakayo Saka is the only reason that Arsenal find themselves flying high when Emile Smith-Rowe currently has the same number of Premier League goals as Cristiano Ronaldo without any penalties, bearing in mind that they've managed to consistently have one of the best back fives in the league. A very, very good goalkeeper. And let's be real, Arteta has improved things this season as well. And you've had some really good performances from the likes of Martin Ødegaard, Alexandra Lacazette has come into the team and done very, very well. Tomiyasu has been brilliant. So to suggest that Bikai Saka is the only reason that Arsenal fans uh, and find their team flying high is, you know, a, a little bit biased is probably the word. So Garth, You know, try and enjoy your day. Try and enjoy the fact that Arsenal are far more than just Bakaya Saka. And, uh, you know, smile. Smiling's good. It's Christmas. Enjoy yourself, mate. Uh, Alan Smith, however, has been suggesting that Arsenal should look towards Oli Watkins as a possible option in the upcoming windows. He says, Watkins is a striker I'd have thought Arsenal would uh, would look at. I'm not sure Steven Gerrard would be letting him go in a hurry. However, that kind of mobile central striker that will really threaten him behind defenders perhaps is a bit more like it. Now, of course, Alan Smith was questioning whether or not Dominic Calvert-Lewin was the right player for Arsenal to be looking into in the upcoming windows. And as instead suggested, Ollie Watkins should be the player that Arsenal should indeed be looking at this season. One that I would certainly be very interested in us having He's on my list of strikers that I'd be very open to. To Arsenal signing and who knows maybe he ends up becoming an Arsenal player if the club indeed do go for him in the upcoming windows we will have to wait and see now the final story of the day does revolve around the mercurial elusive and of course very interesting Dusan Vlaovic Uh, a player that I know a lot of people would like to see join the club in the upcoming transfer windows but has remained elusive and has caused quite a lot of conflicting reports. Fabrizio Romano and Di Marzio have both reported that Arsenal have interest in the player. However, that the agents are not supposedly talking to Arsenal whatsoever. However, other reports that have emerged uh, from other areas of the media, including Sky Sports and some Italian sides as well, like Calcio Mercato, Tutu Sport, have suggested that Arsenal are indeed in discussions with Fiorentina about a move for the player. However, not so with the players' agents and the players' representatives. If Arsenal can do this deal, they should. That that is kind of the bottom line. The idea of not signing a player that's not keen, if we can convince him to come to the club, fantastic. But what I would say is that we need to ensure that whoever we sign as the striker for either January or the summer has obviously got a long-term feel about them. And that is certainly something that you do get with Vlaovic, who's a very young striker, very, very high potential, good in the air. I say good in the air, it's actually an air of his game that he should start to try and improve despite his height. Good with the ball at his feet, a brilliant clinical forward. He's got the opportunity this weekend to break Cristiano Ronaldo's Serie A scoring record for a calendar year um, and could go over above what the Portuguese man set, which kind of shows you the level of scoring he has brought to his game at Fiorentina. We will wait and see if he indeed does end up moving to Arsenal. But my goodness, if Arsenal could get this done, it would be a hell of a coup to get into the side next season. But the level of conflicting reports is frustrating. But what it does suggest is the interest of Arsenal is still there. And that's something that we should definitely try to focus on. We're going to go into the chat box now and get as many of your comments and feelings and theories and queries as possible uh in the last 10 to 15 minutes of today's show so if you do have any questions throw them into the chat box and we'll go through them as soon as possible okay then Uh, that was a really unprofessional drink again sorry uh for those that feel it's unprofessional for us to have a drink during the show ridiculous um Let's go to Stevie in the chat box. Uh, Stevie, thank you so much for becoming a member. Uh, Really appreciate the support, mate. I'll see you in the chat box pretty much every single show. Um, So thank you for continuing to support the channel. As I said earlier, we're only 10 subs away from hitting 28,000. Thank you so much for continuing your support of the channel, people, and with the morning shows, and, of course, all the other elements of the channel as well it's been brilliant and uh, your comments and that do not go unnoticed by any shadow of a doubt let's go into the chat box then um manu says tom can you confirm if dusan blaovic pressing game is any good i can confirm that it's not really that's not what you're going to get from dusan Vlaovic. you're not going to get a player that's pressing i'm not to say that he couldn't be taught or encouraged to play that style but that's not what he's been expected of at fiorentina whether, that not, whether or not that kind of puts you off signing him, we'll have to see. But it's not something that he's known for, uh, his pressing. So uh, that may not be an element of his game that is, is too attractive for some people with the player. Uh, in regards to how much it would cost, Stephen, you'd be looking at probably your €80 million euro figure. It would be an incredibly expensive deal for Arsenal to do. But that's how much that you have to pay when it comes to, to playing for uh, the biggest and best in Europe. Uh, Social says, how much would uh, you demand for Nuno Tavares to leave for Manchester City? I think you'd be looking at £30 million uh, for a player who's obviously joined six months ago, has played a fair few decent games, has already now acclimatised the Premier League, has shown to be very good, be underpaid for what his value was. So, yeah, probably around £30 million is what I would ask for if you wanted to sign him. I saw people put £100 million or so into the chapels. So I think that's a little bit unrealistic. Yeah, I'd ask for a minimum of 30 mil to sign Nuno Tavares. I wouldn't want to sell him, but uh, I'd ask for at least that much. Uh, Dave says, surely we should play Chambers over Cedric tonight. It depends on who's available because, of course, if Pablo Marie was here, then I'd agree with you. But because he's not, that doesn't limit our other options somewhat. You could play Chambers at centre-back and then play one of the youth kids. Zach Swanson has been playing with uh, with the senior squad ahead of this game, so maybe we see a Zach Swanson come into the team. He's done very well for the youth side this season. Perhaps we see someone like him come into the side. Fraser says, uh, I've never made a stream from Kansas City uh, in the US. Much love. I've been watching you for a while now and a big part of my mornings. Have a good Christmas and let's hope we win. Thanks, Fraser. really appreciate it. Or Fraser, Fraser, Fraser. I don't know. Uh, But uh, thank you so much for making one of the shows. Really appreciate it. Um, Petru says, uh, hi, Tom. Uh, after the Leeds game, should we rename the Emirates Martinelli ground or Martinelli stadium? I mean, he did kind of make that ground his own, didn't he? He was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Let's scroll down a little bit more. Dirks says, question, do you think our striker targets change if we get top four or do you think they'll stay the same? I think the club would try and keep them the same, but I think that getting the Champions League would open up plenty more opportunities. It would make signing a striker of Vlaovic's kind of calibre. Uh, an easier task to convince the player that Arsenal are the right place for him and that this is a project that is certainly on the rise. Getting top four is going to be very, very challenging. We're up for the fight, it seems, and fingers crossed we make it, but it's going to be very, very difficult. Uh, Manu says, Fiorentina have already lined up Kwame as Vlaovic's replacement. If we were to sell Martinelli, how much would you want for him and name one in-house replacement and one we could could buy? I mean, yeah, Pedro Goncalves would be an excellent option. But Martinelli is um uh, an incredible talent. You'd be look you'd be looking at silly money to try and sign someone of Martinelli's talent. He's just signed a new contract, he's on a decent wage now, long-term deal. I I daren't put a figure because I'd be scared of undervaluing him. But he'd be uh, he's priceless to Arsenal at the moment of how expensive he would cost. So you'd have to put in some bids to convince us. Ar- I mean, considering that Barcelona bid a hundred million for Richarlison. I mean who would you rather have? Richarlison or Gabriel Martinelli? I'll let you make your mind up. Matt G says, do you think we'll be in a higher position than fourth spot at any point in this season? I doubt it. Even though Chelsea are within touching distance now, six points away, I still very much doubt whether or not we would be able to overtake them. It does depend on their form. We do have to go to Chelsea, Stanford Bridge and try and get a result too, which is never an easy place to go, although we did win there last season. It would be very very tricky to do that but the more games they start dropping points in the better because obviously that would lend itself to um making uh, an opportunity to win that uh, win that third or fourth spot even better they are playing in the league cup against Brentford continuing to have squad issues hopefully they get knocked out and Arsenal can progress even further in the competition um, we don't know, Stephen, of any more positive tests. We're still awaiting any further news of that at the moment from what Mikel Arteta said ahead of the Sunderland game. There's no one, but that can change very quickly with the daily testing that does take place. Uh, Blue Red Trill says, uh, how valuable is Abamyang in the current market? I actually discussed this with Mo and Lev on the Arsenal Lounge last night. Do make sure you go check out our hour-long pod on the Arsenal Lounge channel. I said that I would. I think the club would accept close to nothing For him and just would pretty much want to get him off the books and get those wages off the books if they had the opportunity but uh i mean i don't think that they're going to get find anyone to pay a transfer fee for him right now uh says 30 million for tavaro seems kind of low at least 50 to 60 is more realistic i genuinely don't think that's i don't think that's that's realistic 50 to 60 million pounds for a player that's played what 10 games since he moved for 7 million quid. I know that he's like we rate him very highly, but that's just not what he's worth. Um, I mean, looking on transfer marked, his market value is 6.3 million still. And I know that you may look at those as a very much of an undervaluation, and it, it is, but we only paid 7.2 million pounds for him. He's only played 16 games this season. His value has not gone to 50 to 60 million pounds in this market we rate him very highly we like him a lot but he's isn't, he isn't worth 50 to 60 million yet that's just not where he's at um Vuk says Schick looks like an interesting target do you think he's realistic I think he would be a realistic option if Arsenal were able to get into the Champions League and you know put down the money that Bayer Leverkusen would want for the player um Bayer Leverkusen are pushing towards their own Champions League qualification, so that could complicate things but I imagine that he'd be open to a move to Arsenal um, Petrus says, do you think that we could propose Nazi Maitland-Niles plus Pepe for DCL? Um, I don't think that Everton would entertain that. I think they would be looking for money only for any deal possible for Calvert-Lewin. Uh, Divya says, Tom Tavares should only be sold for 50 million. That's not his price, but anything less is not worth our while. That I do agree with. Whilst I think his market value is probably 30 million, I don't think it's worth our while to sell him for that. I'd be wanting a hell of a lot more and I would want to keep him. Uh, Mario says, Torreira and Bellerin are doing well on loan. How much money do you think we can generate for both players? Well, Torreira does have an option associated with his contract. In fact, um, let's have a look if we can find out how much that option is. I only think it's around 12 million quid. It is. Okay. So the team talk says, having found himself frozen out since Mikel a role, Torreira is on a season-long loan at Italian club Fiorentina who have an option to buy the defensive midfielder for £12.8 million, so about €15 million. I imagine they will activate it because he's been doing very, very well. So Arsenal will make some money on that Torreira deal. He's worth more than that. And once again, we've undersold ourselves with the situation of a player, which is frustrating. In regards to Bellerin, though, he has had a very good season at at, uh, Real Betis, which obviously will help us with selling him. In regards to how long left he will have on his contract at the end of the season, just having a quick check, his contract uh, expires at Arsenal in 2023. So he'll only have one year left on his loan, uh, sorry, on his deal at Arsenal when he returns, which would lower his value. I imagine you'd be able to get something 15 to 20 million pounds, maybe for Hector Bellerin in the summer window, and you'd hope there'd be plenty of interest in the player as well. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Rancid says, uh, do you expect we're going to sell Marie in January? Heard some rumors about Flamengo, wants to buy him back. It depends if they're going to be willing to pay what Arsenal want. He's under a contract. We don't have to sell him. Uh, and he provides debt for the team. So if you if a team wants to come in for him, they're going to need to stump up some money for him. Uh, Viray says, is Zach Swanson any good to become uh, Tommy As's backup? Possibly. The problem is, is we don't know yet how good he is at senior level. He's been doing pretty darn well. Uh, for the youth side. In fact, if we have a quick look at his statistics for this season, he can play in a wider position in kind of a, a wing, a wing back and a winger kind of role uh, and has done in front of Alabiosu. Uh, and this season, he's got two goals and one assists in eight games, uh, one assist so far in, in, sorry, in 11 games in both the PL2 and the EFL trophy. So look, he's having a decent season um, and he's scored a brilliant, he's got a, oh, he got a, I think he was involved in Amari Hutchinson's goal a few weeks back against Leicester, was it? Where he did a brilliant run. It might have actually been the Balogun goal with the amazing flick and turn and, and strike, but he's fantastic at driving with the ball and uh, maybe he's someone that can come into the team. He's a different style of player to Tommy Asu. He's much more forward-thinking, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Vu, still no news about Tommy Asu's injury. We'll have to wait for a press conference with Arteta, which would likely be... Uh, well, he'll have one after the Sunderland game. Whether or not he'll be asked about Tommy Asu's fitness, we don't know. The next one will be ahead of the uh, Norwich game, which will either be on the twenty third or Boxing, uh, or sorry, or Christmas Eve, will be when the press conference is. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Billy says, if we can't get Vlaovic, do you prefer Schick or Calvert Lewin, considering currently injury problems? I would still prefer Calvert Lewin. I would hope that we would be able to sort out those injury issues. No guarantees. But Patrick Schick, I mean, looking at Patrick Schick's own injury record, let's have a look at that. Let's see if he himself has suffered with any significant injuries over the course of his career injury history uh yeah quite a few to be fair one two three four uh with by labor in which he missed 13 matches because of uh torn ligaments knocks torn muscle fibers at leipzig he had ankle problems he missed 11 games in one season um, at Roma, he missed one, two, three, four, five, six separate injuries where he missed seven, 11, 13, 14, 18, uh, games across two seasons. So look, Schick himself has also missed plenty of matches. So if you can look at between the two and injuries making you, you know, choose between them, I don't think that's enough, uh, to convince you any, uh, otherwise anyway. Um, Jack, if you want to check out my starting 11, go watch the preview show from yesterday uh, and you can find out all of our starting 11s, what we would like to see in tonight's game. Mario B says, Tom, Torreira and Bella are doing... Oh, we've already covered that question. Michael says, uh, would you take a straight swap of Pepe and Jonathan David? Absolutely, I would take a straight swap between the two. Uh, A.B. says, Tavares' his City interest doesn't make sense. He's still raw and you would think Dinya would be more interested to in them. Well, you know, they, they tend to like signing a couple of uh, Portuguese players down their time with Cancelo, and Bernardo Silva, Diaz coming in. So maybe they're looking to add to that contingent. And Nuno Tavares has proven to be a very good Premier League quality left-back so far this campaign. Tebow says, are we getting carried away with current fourth spot, given that Spurs and Man United could overtake us? Of course they could overtake us, but they've got to take those games in hand. I don't think it's about getting carried away. I think it's remaining grounded and being hopeful that Arsenal can get to the top four. We're hoping that they can. That'd be a brilliant achievement for this season. We will wait and see. Uh, let's go to Jamie. He says, Gendouzi three assists at the weekend. A stunning performance. He'll be our worst loss in recent history. He may be one of our most undersold players, along with Bavra Panos. I still find it odd that, you know, the, the, the level of money we've associated with these deals... But we'll wait and see. Maybe something happens, something changes in the future regarding our sales. But Mavropanos, Gendouzi, Torreira, we are going to undersell them. And, you know, that will fall partly on Edu, unfortunately. And it will fall partly on the previous regimes and the current regime for the situation that we found ourselves in with those players. Uh, I hope, Michael, that Balogun will feature tonight. Fingers crossed. Jamie says, how would you uh, manage having two games less Uh, How would you manage I mean, two games in less than 48 hours on the 26th and 28th? Look, we've got a game against Sunderland this evening. What I would say is that Norwich away is a tougher game than Wolves at home. And the reason why I say that is because Norwich away this season for some sides has been a little bit tricky. Man United only scraped through with a penalty victory there. And the Emirates has been very, very good for us this season. So I would play a stronger side in the away game against Norwich. And I would rotate in a few players for the game against Wolves. Pick up that team that we used against uh, the team we played against Leeds. Hopefully, Tommy Ass would be fit. Use that exact same team against Norwich away. And then in the game against Wolves a couple of days later, swap in Smith-Rowe. Uh, swap in Sambi Lukonga. will hopefully be over his uh, his issues at that point. Bring in Tavares for Tierney. Uh, hopefully, Tommy Asu can remain fit. We'll have to monitor that. If not, bring in someone like Chambers. Uh, You can bring in, say, a Balogun, maybe, for a Lacazette, although you may not have to do that because Lacazette's proven to be quite fit. Pepe could possibly come in. I think we've got options. I think you rotate a few players, but it's what we'll have to deal with and what we have to do. And a lot of teams will also have games within such a short space of time. I think it's ridiculous that they've scheduled them in less than 48 hours um, but we'll have to make a few changes. But I would target the away game at Norwich, ensure we get three points, build up momentum. So we go into that Wolves game with confidence higher and then swap out a few players. Then you could always bring players on a little bit later in the game. So there you go. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more and see if we've missed anything. Uh, Dazzler says, best Edu's best three signings. Tommy Asu, you would have to say, obviously been a big one. Uh, Ramsdale was more uh, Arteta as was white um, but I mean the thing is when people talk about which signs are more Arteta or more Edu Edu is the technical director he's the one that deals with the finances he's the only deals with getting the deals done with Richard Garlick so you kind of still have to credit Edu with getting the deals done and over the line so I could argue that Tommy Asu, Ramsdale and Lokonga have been three of his best signings. I think Martin Erdegar is definitely one of them too. I mean, the fact that we even got him on loan last summer was a stroke of genius, in my view, and it helped us push up, kind of improve our form. Didn't in the end help us get to where we wanted to be. But our form compared to the first half of the season when Erdegar came in and Smith Rowe was in the team was Miles better. So Erdegar is in that top three for me. I think I love what Lukonga's done. I find it stunning that he's not in the team. And Tommy Asu there as well. So Lakonga, Tommy and erdogan would be my top three right now oh wait i say gabrielle but the problem with gabrielle is that kind of raul was still here and involved so i don't want to say gabrielle because i still think that raul had a bit to do with that uh, martinelli wasn't edu's signing he was kajigal's kind of pet project um and so he was more involved with that along with other parts of the recruitment team and scouting So, I wouldn't go with Martinelli personally because I think he's, and, you know, and that side of things because Eddie wasn't in full control of transfers at that point. Uh, Mogos says, How likely is it that we're going to get a look at Petito? I'd probably say about 10% chance. I'm never hopeful of seeing that level of youth in the team after what happened in previous rounds. We had Wimbledon and we still didn't use any of the youth team. So, we'll have to wait and see. I hope, I'm hopeful that we will, but I don't think, I wouldn't get your hopes up. That you're going to see patino but maybe so uh there we go i think we're going to wrap it up there we've just been going for nearly half an hour there's nearly 500 of you watching as i said we're less than 10 subs guys away from hitting 28,000 subscribers so if you could hit that subscribe button i would be really appreciative of it uh we are very very close indeed thank you for your support there is going to be another show this afternoon i'm going to give you a tactical breakdown all around dejan kulezewski um, so if you want to find out a little bit more about the Swedish International with some expert insight from Football Italia's Rich Hall, of course, now writer at Fiorentina and Inter Milan too. Uh, then do tune in a little bit later on this afternoon because we will be doing a tactical breakdown on the Swedish International who has been heavily linked with a move to Arsenal. I look forward to bringing you that. I'm going to be live on the Arsenal way after tonight's game. I'll make sure to share that on your YouTube feeds. But link to the Arsenal way is in the description. And then there will be a solo breakdown of tonight's game on the channel in tomorrow's 8 a.m. show. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. As always, uh, I will see you again this afternoon. Always a pleasure. And as always, I'll the awesome It's the 90 plus minute